Welcome to Listen by Jean Ginsberg. This audio experience and podcast is all about social media, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and interviews with top entrepreneurs in the digital and social space. I'm your host, Jean Ginsberg, digital marketing expert, number one best-selling author, and award-winning entrepreneur. I will be sharing with you strategies, tips, and tactics on how to grow your business and your social media following. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, Gene Ginsberg here, and welcome to another episode of Listen by Gene Ginsberg. Super excited today. We have Rohan Sheth on the call, on the line, on the podcast. <laughs> We're doing this through Zoom, so I'm always like, is it a call? Is it, how do you, um, how's it going? <laughs> Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, very excited to, uh, for you to be here, and I always like to kick it off so that gives us gives our audience a bit of context is tell us about you and your background awesome yeah so Roy and Chef live currently in Vancouver Canada uh, been in the digital marketing space for a long time now almost a decade to be honest um, company that I run is a company called growrev.com that's the main company uh, specializing in paid advertising um, some of the clients that you may recognize would be like Dean Graziosi Tony Robbins or mastermind.com they're a client of ours um, and you know, very, we've done a lot in the events, information, e-commerce and SaaS space. Um, we've managed over $150 million in ads over the years. Uh, so ads is what we do. Ads is what we scale. Awesome. And what kind of ads is it? Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, everything, um, everything, from, yeah, everything from on the Facebook platform, on the Google platform. Um, and then TikTok has been a big one for 2021. Um, just because with the, the D2C clients that we work with. Um, and then as well, we did a ton on Snapchat last year and the year before. We still do tons on Snapchat right now, but nowhere near the volume. And then Pinterest has just been a kind of overarching um, a network. And ones that are big spending clients that we usually take a lot of time and spend on is native ads. So like Outbrain, Taboola, Yahoo, Gemini, Rev Content, et cetera. Very cool. And how are you? What are you seeing with TikTok? We started recently running TikTok, probably about beginning of the year. Um, for um, some of our clients... When we first started, it was like honestly reminded us of Facebook back in the day, just a shit chat. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear or not, but it was just a shit house network. Uh, and that's what I would tell our reps all the time. Uh, but since then, it's gotten better. I think the algorithm's gotten better. I think they're just ad product at TikTok's gotten much better. Um, CPMs are insanely cheap. So right. like even if you aren't really producing and you're just getting it in front of in front of eyeballs um, and you can afford to do that. It's, it's, in my opinion, you know, somewhere where people really need to be focused on. Yeah, it's always like that, right? Um, in the beginning, CPMs are super cheap. And then as things get more busy and, and things get more popular, it's like, of course, costs go up where they are now and, yeah. and Facebook. So, yeah, it's crazy how um, cheap TikTok is. That's how it was like 10 years ago with Facebook, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're definitely in the same space and I'm very familiar with uh with what you guys do. So it's, uh, it's great to connect with someone who's also in the industry. So uh, tell us about some of your recent wins. Um, well, the, I think the most recent win would be since the beginning of COVID in terms of what we've really been transitioned to being able to do. Um, you know, we came, so our agency before COVID was actually very heavily focused in the event space. Um, so any of the big stages that you would have seen, we were the ones running a lot of the traffic to fill butts and seats. COVID happened, no one's allowed to go into events. What the hell did we do? We had a client specifically in the middle of a seven week or eight week run um, in Australia. And, you know, they were a $2 million ad 
budget, putting butts in seats, et cetera. And it got to the point where like, we're scrambling, like we'll shut down, can't run these events. What do we do? And uh, using the model that we did, we transitioned to an online model um, and then figure out how to run these offline events online, obviously leveraging Zoom and everybody's done it, but it was more of a very unique structure on how the preview events were running um, and essentially just emulated it. And it got to the point where once we started to figure out the numbers between ads to conversions to not just front end and back end sales, but just like overall, we were at, you know, early COVID days, we were doing 10 times return on ad spend. Um, so, which is pretty ridiculous. Like we'd be spending 500 K making $5 million back. Like that, those are the kind of numbers that we'd be doing on these, on these events. So those are some transition that into, you know, clients that were struggling. Um, one of the ones that we did really, really well, and we're trying, we're doing it again now with some of the countries that are starting to shut down again is when everybody's shutting down and, you know, there's a lot more attention, people are locked down at homes is just taking their offer and then flipping it on its head and giving it away to their audience for free that paid dividends for clients, even though like people were like, you're so crazy. You're telling me not to, you know, not to charge anymore for what I was charging before. And I go, yeah, but you're not giving away everything. You're just giving a ton of value up front. So when people can't afford to pay you, you're the first person they come to. And when, you know, the arguments that we'd have or where we'd butt heads, these clients, and I'm like, just believe me, if they don't pay you, I will make up for it. Like that's how confident I am in being able to do this. And those clients were the ones that absolutely smashed the last 12 months of business. Uh, awesome. Yeah. I was actually just going to ask the next question was about how things have changed with COVID. And I mean, you alluded to some of that, but uh, do you want to share a little bit more about just, you know, obviously a lot of changes with events. That's a mm -hmm. big one, but um, what else have you seen from your clients? Um, overall, I think the class, so it was kind of a double-edged sword, right? Going into March of last year, it was so uncertain. Like everything was so uncertain. April, May was just kind of like, just trying to figure our feet out. I think everybody in business was trying to figure it out. Going into June and the ones that we were able to pivot very, very quickly um, were the ones that really made the biggest difference. And those clients, I, I know I had one specific client tell me in December of last year, where going into 2021 when we were already like planning out his year for him, he said, if I didn't listen to you in May and just give away my stuff for free, I don't know if I have a company today. And in from June to December, they did more in 2020 than they did in all of 2019, just by giving that value. So, you know, it paid dividends for a lot of clients. And then those clients that just, you know, thought they wanted to shut down or they just needed a sabbatical and those companies don't exist today. Right. Yeah. It's so, it's so weird how just it's kind of leveled the playing field. Right. I mean, it's not weird, but it is how it happened. I guess it's kind of weird because it's like just things popped out and then some companies don't exist anymore. So um, it's uh, those kinds of big events are the ones that yeah, really level, level the playing field when it comes to, uh, to companies. So 100%. Um, absolutely. I, I know we've seen that too. Some companies went out of business and some are doing really well, like Amazon, right? there. Jeff Bezos is still making a lot of money. So He's done <laughs> really well for himself. Yeah, it just depends on, I guess, which uh, which side of the business you are on. So yeah. um, so what are some of the new initiatives and projects that you're working on? I know you mentioned, of course, TikTok ads is one of those things. But uh, what else are you working on to drive your business or your clients' businesses? Um, one of the offers that's been really well for us is, um, going into 2021 is going in as a fractional CMO. 
Um, you know, when we first launched as a company, we were just ads, like that's all we focused on. Then we started to do funnels and we started to do creatives. Um, so we kind of started becoming more of a full stack agency than just being an ads perspective. Now it's gone to a point where there's companies where they're laying off their entire marketing teams. And these are, I'm not talking about like small single solo entrepreneurs. I'm talking about like multinational enterprise-based companies. Um, and then we're having conversations with them because we're a piece of their ad department. And then they see the services and they're like, well, why don't you just come on as a CMO? And I was like, well, can't really come on as a full CMO, we can come on as a fractional CMO. Um, and we started to toy with that. And now that we have that offer out there and people are hearing about it, that's become one of the big things that we're really focusing on uh, this year because it's from a marketing agency. And if you run one, you know, it's like the more control you have, the better results you can drive for your clients right. because sometimes clients don't want to give that to you. And the fact that we have this much control in a lot of these, in a lot of these environments, it really goes to show, you know, how our dollars are being used inside the company and efficiently so they can justify continually building that LTV with us. Are you seeing that a lot of your clients are laying off their marketing departments? Yeah. If they had massive internal teams um, and like we were just a contractor or we were just like a, you know, assisted to the their ad agents or their ad buyer or something like that inside. Um, a lot of the ones that had internal teams, they're just letting them go and then transitioning to full-time agencies that can handle majority of it. Hmm. Is that what you think is going to be the big trend now? Um, I think for the next, I think for the next two years, we see that as a big trend. Um, you know, I think I, just because what COVID also did um, from a marketing perspective and an advertising perspective, I think it expedited our entire like seven year cycle or whatever people like to call it seven or nine year cycle um, in marketing. And it literally what we should be going through today with ad costs and CPMs and offers and et cetera, would probably been around 2024, 2025 is happening this year. Um, and I think that's also expedited it. So people that can't handle full salaries and 401ks and everything else that they got to pay out for their people, for their, um, for their teams down the States or in Canada, it's just getting to a point where it's like, I could pay one flat retainer or a percentage of ad spend and have these guys do everything an agency wins all day long in that situation when times are still uncertain. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, that's very true. Um, yeah. we've seen that, uh, too as well. So, uh, we have, um, Usually our audiences are entrepreneurs and uh, people who are who have small businesses. And I always ask our guests to provide, you know, one piece of advice that you could share with our entrepreneurs that they can take back into their business today. What would be something that you would recommend uh, with related to digital marketing, uh, you know, digital advertising? What would that be? Um, the one, so in today's day and age, the one thing that I'm having conversations and I could give advice to entrepreneurs that even, you know, on your podcast, it would be, if you if we were to reverse and this, I'll go one step back to go two steps forward with that answer. And the reason being is there's a lot changing in our advertising world. iOS 14.5 rolled out this year um, on the Facebook side, which made things a little bit more difficult. Um, Google's about to roll that out a very similar situation with their policy and everything else on their end too. So advertising as a whole is going to get a lot harder. Whereas you know back in the day, even 12 months ago, you could have a shitty offer and you could have a really good ad um, ad situation that could fix your shitty offer. Um, and I'm just being very blatant. And however, in today's day and age, it's going to be offer first, only then are your ads going to win. Because if your offer doesn't actually speak to a person that's actually in need and you're solving a massive problem, I don't care how much ad spend you throw at it, you're not going to win. Um, and that's a conversation that we're having completely across the board. Um, you know, before we would be willing to take on offers where they're a little bit more, you know, broader in terms of they're speaking to too wide of an audience or it's just 
like they don't they don't have the affinity to reach a wide audience we'd be willing to do it um and today i'm turning those deals completely down like unless they know exactly who they're talking to the problem that they're solving and how that offer is actually going to get someone to click on that ad we'll not do it so that's something that i probably would give a piece of advice is focus offer 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 then worry about the rest yeah, and I, I don't know about you, but I find that to be very often where engaging with a client, they're not really sure who their target market is or what their marketing message is and uh, trying to put that all into ads, which, you know, yeah. is obviously like that's ridiculous, right? Because there's nothing to put into ads if you don't know exactly who you're targeting um, yeah. is, is a very is a very big challenge that I know we've experienced. Definitely. I'm sure you probably have seen that, too. So it's like you have to be very specific and very precise about who you're targeting and what you're trying to say to them. Otherwise, it falls flat on its face. Um, and then everybody always blames marketing and, and ads for it. It's like, oh, those ads didn't work. I'm like, well, there's a reason why they didn't work. <laughs> ads, only don't, ads only don't work when and this is obviously you know Pareto's law in a situation but it's like ads only don't work when your offer just doesn't make sense and there's right. no one that wants to click on your ad like yeah well yeah or the or you're not targeting the right audience or you're not putting the right message in front of that right audience that's usually what i'm what we've been seeing um uh, yeah absolutely um awesome well this has been um really great i loved having you on the show i guess the last um question i always love to ask our Guest is a kind of an open-ended question is what is your prediction for the industry and that could be specifically for digital marketing and ads or we could take it a step further terraforming mars self-driving cars ai whatever whatever's top of mind for you today <laughs> um prediction for the industry i think one like i already like i already said you know covid forced our um marketing cycle to be expedited by about three to four years so i think that's going to be a hard one i think the next two years um, I don't see CPM slowing down. I think they're going to increase rapidly going into Q4 of this year. I think it's going to be a very competitive space. Um, going into 2022, I think the people that legitimately don't have their teams or their entire structures sorted are going to get wiped out. Um, and, you know, COVID did that to a lot of early stage marketers that thought they could just click a bunch of buttons and run Facebook ads. And I think it's, we're coming around for another cleaning, um, on a, on a much higher level. So I think that's my prediction. And overall, I think going after that, once we come out of this cycle and, you know, on the run up again, um, I think virtual reality is going to be a big play. Like that's where I think a lot of people aren't paying attention. Um, advertising in that world, um, you know, content, I think is going to go down that route too. Uh, where you're going to start seeing, you know, vlogs and people living in that first person reality world and stuff like that. I think that's going to be one going into probably three years from now where it's going to be interesting. We're, we're already testing with some stuff here on our content play and, and focusing on that. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm actually very, I love taking that like vlog to the next level and seeing what that looks like in a VR world. Um, Cause I mean, I can see that totally being the case, right? Like it's already happening in a, two-dimensional world if you will or three-dimensional world but now it's going to be like taking it to the next level so i'm excited about that um i also think there's going to be a lot of changes with uh digital marketing you know just there's bots are taking over and i feel like um having a you know the strategist will always have a job but then also i think um you know uh, a lot of the stuff that that kind of the day-to-day things that have been going on you know like creating the ads and optimizing the ads and creating copy. I mean, I'm already seeing now AI copywriting, right? I don't know if you've yeah. seen that, but um, so that's already happening, right? Like you don't even need to really, it's not even in the future anymore. It's already ha- occurring. Yeah. So I almost think that like, there's going to be a lot of changes. Uh, I mean, I think for the positive when it comes to digital marketing, because I mean, you always need a, you always need strategy, strategies yeah. and strategists to create yeah. the strategy. 
But I think that's going to be a lot of consolidation when it comes to how digital marketing is going to be executed in the future, because, you know, a lot of that's going to be optimized by robots instead of humans now. 100%. 100%. I think, yeah. you know, overall, it's going to be the efficiency world is what we're going to be playing in. And, you know, efficiency, not only from a team perspective, but also from how fast you can spit things out, too. And I yeah. think can be robots right now. I know. What do you think is going to happen in terms of teams and like agencies? Like, do you think just everyone, everyone's going to collapse into much smaller teams? I think it's going to get very lean. Um, I think, you know, the big, big agencies are not going to be needed anymore. Um, and it's going to be get to a point where the ones that provide the most and have the most full stack teams are the ones that are going to survive. And then internally, the teams are just going to get really good at leveraging, you know, AI and robots, whatever the hell you want to call it, um, to deliver those results at a much rapid pace. Yeah. I'm excited about that too, because there's a lot of changes going on. And I also just like, seeing, you know, what's, can, what can be most efficient, right? Um, and if that means ro robots, I mean, that's the most efficient, perhaps. Um, awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. This is great. Last question is, how can our audiences get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, growrev.com, uh, G-R-O-W-R-E-V.com. I'm sure it'll probably be on the screen or somewhere in the, in the notes of the yep. show. And behind uh, you, too. <laughs> behind me, too, if you're watching this, yeah. Right there. And then um, social, socially, um, Instagram has probably been my biggest hub that I've hung out on for a long time. Um, and a big play that I'm making this year is YouTube. So there's a lot of content that I'm sharing behind the scenes on YouTube, very heavy production-based content. So, you know, you'll see the transition of early days, like what to do in your five top things on Facebook to today. It's like, what is actually going on in the industry? Kind of like what we already talked about. Yeah. Um, so YouTube is a, a very, very big play for me this year, but those are the two social platforms. And then yeah, growup.com, if we can help, obviously just reach out and we'll see what we can do for you. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much, Rohan, Chef. Great to have you on the show. And yeah, wishing you best of luck. Likewise. Thanks for having me. Take care.